1: I'm sorry.
2: Welcome to our second and final review of the week for Fragments of Silicon. Um, this time we are reviewing Sphinx of the Curse Mummy HD. Right, so, where to start with this one? In nice the versus.
1: beginning, there was a game for the PS2.
2: Well, it's a bit more than that, because we kind of have to go all the way back to what the gaming landscape looked like in the year 2003, um... Mask in
0: which mascot platformers were the new hotness.
2: Not the new hotness. Okay, were
0: the hotness.
2: Yeah, I'm like, keep in mind that they were the new hotness in the mid to late '90s. You know, when the um N64 and the PlayStation came about, and you know, Crash Bandicoot, Mario sixty four, all that. Yeah, th- this is actually the I guess more... it would
0: probably be fair to say it was the waning hotness.
2: Thereabouts, actually, uh, especially like in two thousand three. This is this is when platform uh, these mascot platformers were starting to um, not sell and vanish and, you know, were being co-opted by the likes of Grand Theft Auto. But I wouldn't say it hit full force until, like, the Xbox 360 era. Because we still got um, a fair amount of platforming games here. And, I know, they kind of took cues from uh, DreamWorks. Like, and uh, you've got a lot of shifting color palettes. PlayStation 2 era platformers can be um, identified by, like, a lot of darker, um, grungier color palettes.
0: Because they had, you know, we can do good textures now, kind of. Right.
2: And it's also the whole real is brown thing. Now, in the case of Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy here, it makes sense because this is a game that takes place in, um, let's say ancient Egypt, the carnival ride. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: a- yeah, ancient Egypt, uh, enormous quotation marks on anything implying historical accuracy because I don't think ancient Egypt had this many lava rivers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like this is a very pop culture idea of what ancient Egypt looks like.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, uh, <laughs> like, um, and starring a, a, a rejected DreamWorks character. Yeah. Um, I think we we remarked in one of the live streams that this is just one of the smuggest bastards you will ever control. Look at this
1: face. He looks like yeah. DreamWorks said no.
0: Yeah, his kind of barely, uh, barely lion nose makes it more obvious. It's not super obvious, but yeah, Sphinx is a lion guy.
2: Yeah, I mean.
0: He has he has an actual tail and a uh, and a uh, sort of lionish
2: nose. Mm-hmm. Though it should be noted that um, riddles do not play a part in anything. <laughs> He's just a lion boy.
0: Unless the riddle is, uh, what do I do here? And the answer is hit it with sword. Right,
2: yeah. Now, to call this a mascot platformer isn't exactly accurate because it's more—it's taking more cues from, say, Zelda than Mario. Fair but enough. it is still a platformer, but... It, You'll definitely get the sense of, yeah, this was aping Ocarina of Time so much more than Mario 64.
1: hmm You can tell because the jumping sucks.
2: Like, the jumping isn't terrible. It's just, yeah, this was made during the PlayStation 2 era. And so this game has some PlayStation 2 problems. Um, Such
0: as, they didn't have actual physics, so when you throw things, it just kind of goes in a general <laughs> archish direction. That God, I de- wish there was something I could throw here. It looks like gravity isn't working properly in the
2: yeah, area. It's like, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's hilarious every time I see it. It's like, oh yeah, th- this is what um, rot physics were in um, ye olden times. Like, olden times. You know, it's like, th- there are certain things I'm glad we've moved past. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm probably... Oh, God, a- don't
1: forget the rope physics. Oh, God.
2: Yeah, like, I was about to get to that. Like, the the rope. <laughs> um, yeah. The rope can be janky as fuck.
1: Like, seriously, if, if you tried to put that in the game now, you'd get laughed out of the industry levels of bad.
2: Yeah, it's just, that was the standards for 2003. Like, um... X was barely a thing at this and point. you
1: needed an accelerator car a special accelerator car to use it at this point yeah
2: and uh, it's like you know ragdoll physics were just coming into the fore, like minority report uh the game used
1: it and i remember that needing some pretty beefy hardware to run
2: uh, the i guess the pc ver- if there was a pc version but
0: it something, was a console something game. whole megabytes something
2: yeah the point is a lot of modern um things were just in their infancy so this is you know this is um triple a for 2003 yeah it, it's just tri- so it looks it still looks pretty decent um like, th- th- this is a remaster in the um, real sense. Like, it- it's been up it and it's got widescreen now. Like, I mean, you look at this, and you look at some PlayStation 2 footage, and you can see the difference.
0: Yeah, there are minimal actual changes aside from, like, yeah. a new coat of polish.
2: There are actually no changes in here. It-, it is the same game that I played back in the mid-2000s. Like, um... And you know, it's uh, it's unfortunate that Sphinx didn't do better because it is honestly one of the best, uh, not uh, I, I suppose B grade platformers or something like that. The, you know, the not Jacks and Daxers and Ratchet and Clanks and you know Mario's of the world. Like mm-hmm. I mean, it's certainly a lot better than say Sapper. Like, oh then, God!
1: You had to bring that up.
2: Yeah, I would say this is probably like a at least Jack and
0: Baxter caliber
2: game, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and it's just we haven't even gotten to the best part of the game um, in the footage,
0: Nam- namely the other main character.
2: Right, um, that whole cursed mummy deal. Like,
0: it's not Sphinx versus the cursed mummy; it's Sphinx and the cursed mummy.
2: Yeah, uh, and. Um, for those who missed the previous footage, the cursed mummy is uh, King Tut. Because, of course, it would be. You his, know, it, his,
0: his upgraded historical character to fictional,
2: you know... Well, it's because if you want to talk about a Egyptian pharaoh, who do most people know? Uh, King Tut- Tutankhamen.
1: Uh-huh. Because,
2: you, you know, his, his tomb wasn't raided, so all of the fancy shit was still there in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. You know, it his, just to I, get raided yeah but his you know his the minor... difference, the
0: difference is that his tomb was raided in a time where people were writing down the shit that they raided
2: yeah it's like <laughs> yeah they were actually interested in the history instead of you know just looking for money or yeah,
0: i mean it was still mostly the money but you know at least write the stuff down instead of just oh hey i opened up the hole in that cliff with all the a statue guys and i went in and there were these coffins made of gold so i melted the gold down and made these chachkis to sell
2: However, you want to frame it. Yeah. The, the the. It wasn't so much about the money as it was the prestige. Yeah. Yeah. You know, back then. But we're getting into a whole different um, kettle of fish.
0: Yeah. Actual Egyptian archaeology stuff is a complicated subject.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, they weren't really concerned about grave robbing then. No. Yeah. To say the
0: least, and yeah, and this is a well, you know, certain degrees of historical accuracy. There are many other characters that are partially animals in various Egyptian godlike ways, right? And of course, being Egypt, they accept only they ex- all the uh, people who have stuff for sale accept payment only in bugs.
2: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> golden scarabs it's it's Um,
0: called it's called golden scarabs and a scarab is also a term for a like a piece of jewelry that is roughly in the shape of a bug but considering that when you break open a pot that has some in they try to crawl away from you i'm going with bugs
2: yes (laughs) they are actual insects you know actual beetles here like anyway getting back to the cursed mummy um His actual gameplay stages, sadly, we haven't reached that point yet. Um, You need a uh, canaptic vase, you know, which houses um, part of his soul. There's another change. Um, Those vases carried organs. Well,
0: the soul was made of organs, you know.
2: Yes, I I, I know that. It's just, (laughs) you know, they don't mention the organs part because... This was rated E, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it might have been rated teen actually um keep in mind once again this game came out in 2003 before the e10 and up rating was a thing
0: yeah but yeah Sphinx's stage sphinx's areas and stages are more combat with some puzzle oriented whereas the the mummies parts are no real combat aside from sometimes avoiding dangerous stuff and uh, l- more interesting puzzles often
2: um yeah it's it's mostly puzzle-based with some stealth, mm-hmm. because it wouldn't be a game from 2003 without some poor stealth in it. Like, um, but yeah, and so the big thing about the cursed mummy is he's immortal, like literally immortal. You cannot kill him, and so that basically turns the game into 3D Wario Land two or three. And for those who haven't played those games, though, those are games where Wario could not be killed and in In fact, if he got hit with something, he'd take on those powers. Same Yeah, like,
0: like, it's like, oh, hey, there's a thwomp. And instead of thinking, I need to avoid the thwomp, it's, okay, better look around for any really short passageways because if I get hit by the thwomp, I'll get squashed down to be shorter so I can fit
2: through them. Mm -hmm. Same deal here. Um, If you get electrocuted, you have an electric current that runs through you. If you uh, get set on fire, you are on fire. Instead of, you know, what would actually happen to a mummy and, you know, burn to ash, he can just take the fire and, you know, open puzzles and get Onyx Sphere, uh, Onyx uh, beetles, the other currency, the special currency. You know, and this was really inventive stuff. It's still really inventive stuff. Universally praised as the best part of the game. The issue is it's only about a third of the game. Like, the um, overall game time is about 70... 70 30 in favor of Sphinx. And that's not to say that Sphinx's gameplay is bad. It's just nowhere near as interesting as the, what The Mummy is doing. And maybe we would have seen more out of that if this game had gotten a sequel. And that was another fixture of... Um, early 2000s platforming games the conceit that they would sell enough to get a sequel
1: yeah like there are yeah, a lot kind of them, of them that had cliffhanger the... hem endings that will never be resolved
0: well, and the sequel hook here is pretty clumsy it would be way better to have rewritten out of it Because yeah, like... basically you solve the problem and then the mummy fucks it up at the last second and oh well maybe we'll have a sequel where we can fix that
2: yeah, it's not it's not beyond good and evil levels of frustration, but it. Oh know. yeah, no,
0: it's it's what I was saying is it's not really a good sequel hook. No. The real purpose of the sequel hook is to open up the possibility for a sequel, but at the same time, it makes the the whole ending very wow that was dumb, <laughs> like that, like as the reaction being wow that was dumb, not like actually saying
2: that in game but you know I, mean. <laughs> I I get what you're saying because yeah I didn't think it was good back in the day and I still don't think it's good here because you know I'll be honest I don't want to see the cursed mummy go away like he, he's actually a lot more interesting as a mummy
0: yeah yeah and also Sphinx is kind of eh,
2: eh. yeah is sphinx correct? is written kind of um bland not it's shocking I know for you would be character. the
1: straight cop in a cop buddy film
2: Right, like, and so, once again, going back to this being a 2003 production, um, <clears throat> there is no voice acting. Like, unusually for, uh, like, something out of the PlayStation 2 era, there is no voice acting at all. L- like, it's... The emotions are all conveyed via exaggerated pantomime, which is and kind text. of... an extra written text, yeah. but yeah. Uh, you know, I'm... It it's not something you saw a lot in this era. Like, I can't say it's done the best because another game from that year did it um, leagues better, and that's Wind Waker. Like, if you want to actually talk about getting things across via expression, that game was, yeah. you know...
0: So they tried and did not completely fail, so that's, you know, good.
2: yeah. Like, it's it just, I don't think the production values were quite there yet to do what they were trying to do here. And ironically, now you wouldn't do something like this because you would expect even a game of this caliber. I'm talking about, once again, this is AAA for 2003. If you were doing enough, doing something on this scale you'd probably expect all voices. Like, like even Nintendo's um, pretty much getting into that outside of their main characters. You know, I'm looking at you, Link. Why the fuck is Link talking?
1: Okay, 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 he's not talking.
2: <laughs> he, he, he still hasn't um, gotten that far. I'm no, pretty the sure that-
1: there would be riots in the street if Link starts talking.
2: Well, it depends. Yeah, yeah, it could be another Sama situation um, <laughs> where... Uh, not only did they give her a voice, they gave her a very, very bored voice. Yeah. Well, at least, at
0: least with Link, it's always a different guy, so it's not like, okay, maybe this Link is... Basically, if they do it with Link and fuck it up, they can always say, oh, well, this Link is different than that Link. Mm-hmm. Whereas all of Samus's are allegedly the same person.
2: Yeah. On the note, uh, in regards to PlayStation 2, Jenk. Uh, be careful with the jumps. Uh, not only are is the camera not going to be all that good, it, it's definitely better than, like, a N64 platformer because this game knows what dual analog controls are. So you can actually... You have full control over your camera.
0: It's just... You do not have a drop shadow.
2: No.
1: Yeah. And that'll screw you, friends. Yeah.
2: And, um... What you also have is some slippery rocks. Like, you, you know, the, the, once again, the physics aren't quite there. Like, you will slide off of shit that you didn't mean to. Uh, that certainly happened to me. I think it me. happened to fan here.
1: Oh, yeah, the first section, when, like, on the moving platforms especially. It um, seems to me I'm looking for a spot to snap to, and if you're not all the way on that spot, it'll just count you as not there.
2: So, these are important things to note, because um, this game can be hard to get into uh, if you're a more modern gamer.
0: Yeah, it's a good game from that era, but it still has many of the things from that era that games as a whole have generally evolved from.
1: Yeah, 2003 or 2004, me probably would have enjoyed this a lot more than 2018,
2: me. I will say this game is also doing things that weren't really acceptable even in 2003, like lock-on. There is no lock-on combat here. Yeah. And you can't really claim that on the era because, you you know, this is a thing that Ocarina of Time figured out in 1998. And this isn't like
1: um, God of War, which also didn't have lock-on, but your attack was far wider to make up for that.
0: Yeah, the um Sphinx's attack routine is pretty similar to Link's. You know, like minus the spin attack, although plus this thing where you can jump up and jab your sword in a wall or something.
2: Yeah, actually, he does have a spin, uh, like a semi-spin attack. You got to move the analog stick.
0: Oh, minus the spin, minus the charge spin
1: attack. Then I guess.
2: There you go. Yeah,
1: it, it's uh, it's a spin. It's more of a swipe than a. Yeah.
2: You can see that it's kind of a spin, but kind of not.
0: You have a way to attack all around you, just not really super well.
2: Mm-hmm. Combat in general is pretty basic. Yeah. And it's all right, but i say it's the least interesting part of the game. Yeah, I think in a,
0: ge- in a world where this game had gotten sequels, Sphinx's stuff probably would have developed more into more interesting combat stuff where the mummy mummy kept more on the stealth and puzzles. Mm,
2: I could see that. Um, Yeah, It's a thing that um, needs refinement and I would have liked to have seen refinement in, but once again, yeah, this game sold like dog shit back in the day. Um, To wit, I believe I paid as much as I did both times for this game. Not accounting for inflation, of course, but I'm talking in terms of pure dollar amounts. I think I picked this up for the GameCube for ten bucks, and it's going for about ten bucks now. Um, and when you get a game that cheap from like GameStop, even back in say 2005, that means the game didn't do well. And
0: yeah, get, yeah, you don't get that kind of discount on a
2: game that's. Even today, that's still kind of used as a measuring stick of, uh, you know, box office success or failure. You know, if you can pick up a game like a um, big name publisher game for uh, not a lot of money, and they're not say, and that's not a regular occurrence, yeah, that that means that game failed. No, it's unfortunate, but like I said, there was just a glut of these games released during this time and they all failed. And it's not just Sphinx and the Curse, Mummy, like, who else remembers Hate and Call of the King? What? My point exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, I actually didn't hear you, but it didn't sound like anything I remembered. It's another
2: one of... It's another one of these really ambitious, um, you know, platforming 3D platforming games that uh, didn't go anywhere.
0: Right, because that's where the stuff was, not where it was going.
2: I mean, mind you, not every platforming uh, franchise that was born in that generation failed. Like *Tack* and *The Power of Juju*, like that actually got like uh, three, four games before mm-hmm. it like ceased. Yeah, before it ceased being a franchise. Um, but my point is, there was, you know, there was more of this than there were more of that. And, I, and you know, that, that, that is a reason why publishers started moving away from 3D platformers and 3D platforming um, type games, which is unfortunate. Uh, and it's only been really, like, this year that we've been really seeing a resurgence in 3D platformers. Like this year has been the best year for 3D platformers since the old days. I'm not even joking. Yeah,
0: yeah even including stuff like Ukulele.
1: Yeah, that's a yeah. like, Ukulele night um, not have been good, but yeah. you know. And when I say
2: this and when I say this year I mean 2017 yeah. because,
1: this, this um, past year.
2: Yeah, this pa- Yeah, but um yeah, not just like Ukulele had time which we reviewed Mm-hmm. All, you know super mario odyssey crash bandicoot returning um sonic the hedgehog had a game
1: <laughs> i wish that was better
0: one one of them was quite good
1: yes. but the, but the 3- one uh, i'd yeah. say the 3d one wasn't that great yeah, yeah. i mean um, not as bad as everyone says but not great
2: so the you know, and the point of order is we had a lot. We had a lot of new 3D platformers. We also had some 3D platformers return. Like I reviewed some of them. This is one of them. Um, you know, IP Vacuum THU Nordic picked picked up the uh, Sphinx of the Curse Mummy IP. Um, About the time we interviewed them, that has been lost to the um, winds of Time. Yeah,
1: like, wasn't this one of the ones that they weren't at at liberty to discuss quite
2: yet? Yeah, like, they had just picked it up, and, you know, we kind of all suspected that they were going to do something like this, and lo and behold, about a year later, they released the HD version. Um, I don't know what THQ Nordic's policies are, but they are really weird at times, because, uh, this game just got released uh, out of the blue one day. Literally, like, there was a tweet on on their official uh, page that said, Hey, Cursing the Mummy HD is a thing now. Like, and it was like, okay. Um, I don't know how well it's been doing. Like, th- this was November. And um, as far as console plans... No idea. Presumably you'll be seeing it on consoles, but...
0: It would almost be a shame if you didn't, because, you know...
2: Yeah. And, you know, as far as the HD remastering goes, um, it's pretty good. See, one of the trends that this game bucked is it didn't use any CG. Th- that was another thing that was really becoming... in Yeah, the, the cutscenes
0: are all in-engine and stuff.
2: Yeah, th- that was actually kind of unusual... Because you know, PlayStation 2 era platformers were, um, even PlayStation platformers were really doubling down on the CG stuff, and that's actually some of the hardest stuff to deal with because you can't remaster that, yeah. It's um,
0: just, oh, hey, uh, this was created in this, uh, in this, or it was rendered in this, uh, friggin' this. Resolution in this many frames per second and stuff. And uh, if you want to improve that, I hope you are ready to make the cutscene all over again.
1: Mm -hmm. I hope you have the masters with you, basically.
2: Yeah. And if you don't, then you're fucked. Yeah. And the resolution would have been like 640 by 480 at uh, 240 uh, P or I.
1: Uh, Probably I if it's um, early PS2.
2: Well, it depends when on that like that was the
0: normal TV resolution.
2: Yeah, uh, although here's the thing: it would be dependent on like what version they would be using, because mm-hmm. Xbox games could go out at 480p, and even a few of them could do 720p. Yep. So, fortunately, it's not an issue here because with everything being an engine, they can scale it to whatever resolution they desire. And on that note, the resolution options are pretty impressive. In fact, this can go up to 4K, should you have the power to do that.
1: Yeah. None of us have any 4K equipment at the moment, but. I
2: don't
0: know what you're talking about. This thing isn't like 12K at like 240 frames per second, so clearly it's worthless.
1: Get out.
2: (laughs) Now, another thing is, I do believe this game is 60 frames per second.
1: Yeah, it's 60.
2: Yeah, I knew my like. I can actually tell the difference between thirty and sixty because I, th- I noticed. I think I'm getting
0: better at that, in spite of myself.
2: Yeah, because I always noted how fast this game moved. Yeah. Because, but that also that's also important because that means they didn't program the game logic to thirty frames per second.
1: Looking at you, Okami.
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm like that. That's that is an issue with older games sometimes you're like the way of the samurai series you know that game ser- those games are stuck at 30 frames per second because the the animations and the um game logic are tied to that No, th- those are things you can't change
0: without, without like literally completely remaking the
2: game all the yeah you literally
1: need the source code mm-hmm. and even then that's going to take a lot lot longer than just saying fuck it and
2: now, may, uh, like maybe, uh, and maybe it was uh, a case here. We don't know. Like, we haven't talked to THQ Nordic about it. But um, th- if that was the case, and they were able to up the frame rates that means that they have the source code. Like, so yeah, it's a really good remastering of a really solid game.
1: Yeah, which would be impressive because for of stuff like this, especially if it didn't do well, they just huck. The, all the dev stuff out,
2: yeah I'm like, and it, like i said I'm really glad that um Sphinx and the curse mummy it, was able to come out in such a um pristine condition condition because yeah not, not every remastering um can handle that, which is why we get actual remakes mm. Mm-hmm. And so yeah,
0: d- definitely seems like a pretty solid recommendation for anyone who wants to experience or who either originally liked uh, games or platformers in this era or who is interested in experiencing one. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. So, just a couple more points before we wrap up here. Uh, the music is very um, ambient, yet, you know, very clearly invoking what ancient Egypt would sound like. I put that in quotes because um, we don't actually know what ancient Egypt sounded like mm. because surprise, surprise, there are no recordings of music from ancient Egypt.
0: What? You mean they didn't like write things down on their ancient Egyptian stone disc with their ancient Egyptian laser beams?
2: Well, it's like, it's more, even if they did, we don't have the instruments that they used.
0: Right. No. Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, and that's actually the case for most of music that has been created throughout the ages. Right. Because
0: harpsichords sound a certain way, and proto right. harpsichords sounded a certain other way.
2: Yeah. And so on and so forth. So, but, you know, this is kind of the music you associate with ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. Now, it's nothing special. Um, although I do like the theme that plays when the mummy's on fi- fire, that was always shockingly catchy. Like but and you can get the soundtrack um, independent of the game. Would I recommend that? Eh, I'm like, I don't know, it's it's one of those. It works well enough, but I, I just do not see myself <clears throat> listening to it outside. Um mm-hmm. no. uh, anyway, so pricing. This uh, game... real
1: quick before pricing, do we want to talk about the save system? Oh right,
2: right, right. Oh, I almost yeah, forgot. That,
0: that, that's, that's one of the PlayStation 2 era relics is uh, uh welcome to your save spots. Yeah. They I'm look not... like little owl no, they look like little monkey statues. It's probably supposed to be Thoth, and uh, there aren't a ton of them.
2: No, and here's the thing. You can only save at these things, and like if you die, you will lose progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that happened to me, not just back in the day, but with th- with this uh, remastering. Right, and it can be a game breaker for some. Not gonna lie. Fortunately, the the worst of it has been fixed. So once again, for those who don't know, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy actually had a really really bad bug in it. Um, At a certain point in the mummies playthrough, if you saved and if you restarted at a um, save point,
0: this is kind of like a trope in glitches of if you save at this point and reload, it doesn't save the position of a door, the open-closed state of a door properly. So if you try to reload from there, you literally cannot progress because there's a door that's supposed to be open that should be closed, and there's no way to open it.
2: Right. And the thing of it is, this was 2003. Before patches were a thing on consoles,
1: mm-hmm. so, you know, if, at best, if it sold enough, you might get the fix in the Greatest Hits collection back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: that did not happen here because there was no Greatest Hits um, release. There, you know,
1: because it wasn't a great hit.
2: Yeah, it, it wasn't a hit. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what happens when your game fails. They they just stop giving a shit. I'm like, thankfully, THQ Nordic has fixed this issue. So. You know, modern gaming has its upsides. Like, this is why I've never complained about patches. Like, now I get, the, you know, the whole, the game isn't actually finished deal, but I'm like, at least it can be yeah. fucking fixed. No, yeah, patches
0: are fine. The problem is when developers rely too much on patches to make a game functional. Oh,
1: like yeah. Street Fighter V.
2: Yeah. Or, or or you know, you've got these big ass 20 gig patches day one. Yeah. And, and shit like that. Yeah, none of that here. Like you know. Anyway, um as far as the price goes, it's 14.99 regular with um $5 for the soundtrack. Uh
0: it was so- on sale recently for like 10 bucks and it's yeah. definitely worth that it's probably still worth the
2: 15 yeah it's worth yeah it's worth it at ten15 dollars because um, it, even with its dated visuals and PlayStation 2 era Jank physics um, it's still a very fully featured game and it is one of the one of the best undiscovered platformers of its era and I will stand by that you know, it's and it's aged a lot better than uh, i would have expected mm-hmm. but it's definitely aged so um yeah i you know, i give it an 8 overall mm-hmm. now, uh, maybe a, a 7 if you, if you didn't grow up in that era and can't excuse kind of the kind of the um Physics of the age.
0: Yeah, if, if 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 you want everything to throw the way that gravity seems like it should, and you don't believe in not being able to save at any point, then uh, you might have some problems.
2: Yeah. Right, so any final thoughts on uh, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy here?
1: Not that I can think of.
0: Yeah, it, it looks good. Um, I was not able to play it yet because I'm saving money because of some unfortunate situations, but I'll try to pick it up if it's on sale or again or when I have a little bit
2: more, probably.
0: It's got my interest, so I'll pick it up a at a later time.
2: Julie noted. You know, I, I actually bought this copy. We only got one code, but mm-hmm. I bought this because, like I said, I actually played this back in the day, so I hesitate to use the word nostalgia but, you know, I, I guess, yeah, that, this is a bit nostalgic for me. You know, maybe not in the same way that, say, Super Mario Brothers 3 is, but t- still a game I, I regarded well from that era of the PlayStation 2. Right, so that'll about do it for this week for the Fragments of Silicon Reviews. Uh, the week ahead, we still don't have any MSP. Um, haven't heard any updates on a return um, we'll keep you briefed when um, throughout our shows. Anyway, uh, so this week we are returning to, you know, pretty much like a normal full uh, schedule. You know, it's like not only are we um, uh, having a Tuesday episode, but you know we've got interviews slated, and um, we are ex- the guests are expected to be there. Like, they've already confirmed is what I'm saying. and you know, know, it it just takes a while to get back into the groove. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: After two weeks or so of holiday, at any rate. So, coming on Tuesday, January 9th, we have, um, once again, I... I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce this name, Uh, Fede Fede Sarat of uh, T2 Tech. They're Spanish, Um, from Spain. And they um, recently completed the game Oh My Godheads, which is a really weird multiplayer game. Uh, uh, Even watching footage on it, I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully we can get some copies of the game. Like, uh, and on January 10th, Wednesday, we will be having Eric Brody of Polynite Knight Games. Um, We're going to be talking about Inner Sphere. Um, Not the movie, not the Martin Short movie that apparently was a thing. But um, this is a... um, A six degrees of freedom... Uh, Not shooter, but it's a 360-degree flight game um, where you are controlling this um, navigator plane in this weird alien world, and you are exploring, um, looking for relics, and it's really relaxing. I've played about an hour, and I'm not even sure if there's a fail state. It's a real like it it kind of reminds me of pilot wings combined with journey. like um, and I believe everybody here has a copy of uh, the game, so uh, you might want to check that out before Wednesday. In, indeed, um our reviews next week are going to be Sphere or innerspace and Omega quintets. And until Tuesday, I wish you good gaming.